Welcome to His Prodigal Daughters podcast, where we share our testimonies and help others navigate through God's Word to find their way back home. I'm Danielle, and this is my co-host, Becca. Hey, guys. Thank you all so much for joining us today for another episode. Let's get started. Hey, guys, and welcome back to another episode of His Prodigal Daughters. Once again, I'm Danielle. And I'm Becca. And I just want to apologize for this late upload. We have been fought the past few days. I know we were supposed to upload on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock. That's our normal time. But for some reason, we have had nothing but technical difficulties. The computers weren't working. The headsets weren't working. The mics weren't working. None of it was working. Until today, we walked in here and everything was working just fine. So, (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I was sitting here thinking about it. We were having a conversation and I was just like, you know, Maybe it was God. Maybe it was saying, hey, you need to wait. You need to you need to post this on this certain date or this certain you know, day. Like, yeah, today he picks today, <laughs> which is good because we had a lot more time to discuss this topic. Yes. Um, and before we get into it, I just wanted to put this out there. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Um, that's where we're going to be putting um, posts and things if we're having technical difficulties or late uploads. So if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook, you'll be able to get those on our, we usually put them on our stories or we'll put them on the feed if it's a, a bigger post. But um, just go follow us on there because that definitely will help you know whenever we're uploading or having issues uploading, um, you can keep that, you know, up to date. But as far as tonight goes, we've got a big one. (laughs) I really want to dive into this one because this is something that me and Becca have been wanting to talk about with everyone and doing this podcast specifically. It was from because of our redemption. Yeah, Um, we were both homosexuals. We if you go to our first episode on this podcast, you'll see our introduction and our testimony. And we talk about our story. Um, But me and Becca were a engaged a homosexual couple getting ready to be married and God just came down and redeemed us. Yep. And came, I mean, it, he met us in our living room. Yes. And not a lot of people can, can say that. Yeah. I know that we were very blessed to be able to say that God himself reached out to us, but we had also fought and made up a lot of excuses <laughs> and we were very stubborn and we were both raised in the church and you know knowing scripture and knowing what scripture says and then well we thought we thought true we let me we thought we knew what scripture <laughs> said but we very much did not no and and we used to say to each other well the only way that we're going to break up is if god himself breaks us up we're tired of hearing it from everybody else we are so done with the church we don't want to hear nothing about it and then god said huh okay Okay. (laughs) he said okay um well let me do that then and he did and he met us in our living room on a wednesday evening after work no pastor no christian music no sermon nothing just a regular day of the week just a regular day of the week i'm pretty sure we got done listening to like ariana grande on the way here something (laughs) stupid we were not in any type of religious setting and no this is why we are so adamant on talking about god and talking about scripture and we're really wanting to dive down and speak about this not just from a christian perspective and not just from a lgbtq community's perspective we want to bridge that gap between the community and the church and a lot of people think that it is this big, wide, Golden Gate Bridge thing. You know, it's super easy. It's super to go, you know, especially on the Christian's perspective. Oh, well, we know what to say. We know what to do. You know, it's the truth. It's the truth. Look, this is what God says. But it is, it's not a wide, like a wide bridge. Yeah. It's a balance beam. 
it is a fine line that we have to walk on. And the reason being is because, you know, a lot of people think that that every all the truth can be spilled out in the same way to the, everybody. It doesn't matter. It's the truth. Well, and it doesn't work that way. Some people can some people can intake it like that and others get overwhelmed. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely different. I mean, it for me personally, I do not like to be bombarded. Yeah. I I definitely take in information a lot slower than some people. <laughs> I need it to be soaked in. I I take I need it with grace and easiness and some people need it completely rammed in their brains, you know, hard and and, and aggressive. Yeah. But that's that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. And the Holy Spirit when we search for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit guides us and directs us, right? Yeah. And we say that all the time, but we should mean it literally. When guide us and direct us, physically take us to who we're supposed to go to, mm -hmm. give us the knowledge and the words to say what we need to say, but say it in the way, Lord, help us to say it in the way that's going to most help that person. Yeah. If they need more of an aggressive type, then, you know, make me more aggressive. Let me say it with boldness and proudness and let me get it to them. But Lord, if they need it with grace and easiness and soothing, you know, they're not looking for hellfire and damnation. They're looking for love. They feel down. Then Lord, help me to say it in a way that speaks that love, but yeah. also gets the truth across. Yeah. It, it's, it's a very fine line. And the reason why I'm impressed me, we're, we're still working on it. We are no experts <laughs> every, every single day. We are no experts in this, but we being on both sides of it, we have, we've seen it. We've heard it. We know what the community thinks. Mm -hmm. We know what the Christians think. And this is what we personally want to work on. And we want to help others be able to obtain that type of instruction, that type of guiding and directing with the Holy Spirit. But one thing that it does take in order to speak the truth, we have to know the truth. Yeah. And, you know, we, we thought we knew the truth when we were in the community and we thought we knew everything. Oh, yeah. But once God opened up our eyes to redemption, <laughs> he definitely spoke to us. Well, and it, it speaking to us directly, but also in his word, you know, so many people have this idea in their head that, you know, there's only one scripture in the Bible that talks about homosexuality. Yeah, there's way more. There's so much more in there that, about homosexuality than people even I I think most Christians even realize. Yeah. Like we know the concept. OK, homosexuality is bad. Homosexuality is a sin. Right. It is. But a lot of people, they they think about the first verse in the Old Testament. And um, yeah, yeah, I think you have it over there. And that's Leviticus 2013. If a man goes to bed with a man as with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They must be committed to death. Their blood is on them. And this is the complete Jewish Bible version. And we are going to talk about a couple different translations within this podcast. But a lot of people do refer to that that one verse in the Old Testament, right? Well, the one thing that we used to say, well, that's Old Testament. Yeah. That's Old Testament, right? We don't nobody who's using the Old Testament anymore. That's all before Jesus. Or it was translated wrong. Or it was translated wrong. And we're definitely going to get into that later. Um, but a lot of people argue that that was one thing, yeah. right? So we're, we're talking about in Leviticus when we're, we're going over the rules that God has given. And, um, and that was one of them. And the word, that's not what we're supposed to do. Okay. Well, the argument is that that's old Testament. Okay. Well then let's get into the new Testament <laughs> because there's a lot more in the new Testament about it. Um, so, I mean, I can, we definitely are going to read this one here. It's a little bit of a longer one, but stay with me here. 
So in the New Testament, we're going to go into Romans, and this is where Paul is writing to the Romans, and he's talking about, he's he's writing to the Roman church specifically, um, or the church in Rome, and he's talking about, you know, the people there that are sinning and what, you know, what we shouldn't be doing and how, what what's actually happening there. Yeah. And I think you have that over there too. I think it's Romans chapters, chapter one, verses 26 through 32. Yes. So starting at uh, 26, this is why God has given them up to degrading passions so that their women exchange natural sexual relations for unnatural 27. And likewise, the men give up natural relationship with the opposite sex, burn with passion for one another, men committing shameful acts with other men and receiving in their own persons the penalty appropriate to their perversion 28 in other words since they have not considered god worthy worth knowing god has given them up to worthless ways of thinking so that they do improper things they are filled with every kind of wickedness evil greed and vice stuffed with jealousy murder quarreling dishonest and ill will they are gossips slanderers haters of god they are insolent arrogant and boastful they plan evil schemes they disobey their parents they are brainless faithless heartless and ruthless they know well enough god's right, right righteous decree that people do people who do such things deserve to die yet only not only do they keep doing them but they applaud, applaud others who do the same I know that's a mouthful. Oh. It's a lot, <laughs> but there's a lot to be said in that in that little bit of scripture. And I think this is the one I have it like highlighted, noted, bookmarked, everything because <laughs> this part right here was really what spoke to me at first. And you know, the first thing we're reading here is that, um, in other words, since they have not considered God worth knowing, this is verse twenty-eight. The, uh, excuse me, consider worth knowing God has given them up to worthless ways of thinking so that they do improper things. So, you know, a lot of people read that and you go, they're like, oh, well, God is going to make them, you know, th not let them think normally or whatever, but it, it and let them just do their perversions. God gives us a choice. Yes. He gives us a choice to follow him. And we're going to get into that too later about choices we make. But because they choose to say, you know what? God's not worth knowing. I don't want a relationship with God. Yeah. I don't even want to know. He's 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 not going to help me. This feels better. I like this better. This makes me feel better about myself. This is more comfortable. It's easier to do. It's mm -hmm. easier to live this way. Then God's like, fine. I'm going to let you continue to think that way. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to fight you. If this is the way you want then fine. I'm not going to stand in your way. This is your choice. You've chosen this. And that's what it says there in verse 28. But then we get in and Paul starts listing off of all the things, <laughs> you know, you know, that they're filled with greed and vice, stuff with jealousy, murder, quarreling, dishonesty, and ill will. They're gossip, slanderers, haters of God. They're insolent, arrogant, and boastful, and they plan evil schemes, disobey their parents. They're brainless, faithless, heartless, heartless and ruthless. They know well enough God's righteous decree. So they know, and he's saying here, they know what his decree is, that people, and they, they know that people who do such things deserve to die, yet they continue to do them. So they are very aware of what God has asked. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. They know they know that Christians don't like 
you know, homosexuality. They're very aware of it. But yet not only do they keep doing them, they applaud others who do the same. And what's I'm, happening in society today? We're, we're talking about pride here. We're talking <laughs> about gay pride. I mean, if you've ever gone to a pride, that's mm-hmm. essentially what it is. Yep. And for those who don't know, pride, gay pride is a celebration that usually happens in June. Yep. Um, and that it is in celebration of homosexuality, transgenders, non-binaries, things of that nature in the LGBTQ community. And it's, they, they're they, boasting, they're boasting They're I mean, it's called pride. I mean, come on. That means they're pride. They're, they're full of, they're proud of mm-hmm. who they are and they, they know what they're doing. They're very aware of it. And a lot of them have had experience in the, the Christian church and you know, because of their experiences, they've turned away from the church. Yeah, we're going to get into that more too. But I just want to point out here that this this passage is not just for then; it is for now. Yeah, the same exact thing is happening right now. It's a rotating door. It is a rotating door. History is going to repeat itself. This is what's happening, and it's been happening. Mm-hmm. But now we live in a society where it is out there. It is in your face. It is constantly. It's very all the in time. your face now. And you know, when we were living in sin, we were we were proud of it. Oh yeah, we would see commercials or things like that, and we'd be like, oh, finally or Hallmark. Yeah, you know. Hallmark finally putting homosexuals out there and it, we were proud of it. We yeah. were excited. We were like, well, yes, representation. 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 Yep. Let's talk about, but they applaud others who do the same. So we're literally speaking at this exact moment in time. This yeah. is not something <laughs> old. This is word for word what is happening right now. And I wanted to you know, make a point here too that in verse 32, people who do such things deserve to die. And a lot of homosexuals or people in the community are like, oh my gosh, that's awful. Nobody deserves to die. They, What we're talking about here is like back in the Old Testament, you know, the, 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 the payment for sin was death, right? Yeah. You know, or we had to make a, an animal sacrifice so that there was death. But because of the sacrifice that Yeshua made, we no longer have to physically die. Exactly. And that's, you know, we now have to talk about turning to to Yeshua, Yeshua and then die to self. Exactly. And a lot of people don't understand what that means. And when we're talking about, you know, well, dying to self, dying to self, what does that mean? Letting the old man die, being renewed. Well, in Luke chapter 9, verses 23, it's, he's, and this is the CJB version, but I know a lot of people have read other versions of this. It says, Then to everyone he said, If anyone wants to come after me, let him say no to himself, take up his execution stake daily and following me. That is the CJB version, but in other versions it will say take up his cross and follow me. And a lot of people don't really understand what that means. But whenever we give our lives back to God, when Mm -hmm. we say, okay, I want to be like Christ. I accept Christ as my savior. God is my redeemer. And I want to be like him. We have to daily, daily die to our old self, our flesh. And a lot of people think that when we became redeemed, that, you know, all the homosexual feelings went away. And, And that's a hard no. Yeah, it's a very, very hard. No, we literally I know for me, um, I know just for me, sorry, that I have to pick it up every single day and I have to I have to carry it because just because, you know, God came down and he redeemed us doesn't mean that those feelings or those thoughts don't still enter my head. 
and we we're picking up our cross and we decide to follow Christ. That is where the choice comes in. You know, a lot of people think, well, you chose to be gay. We didn't choose to be gay. We will admit that our fleshly, what our flesh wants yeah. is to be, you know, we wanted to be with a woman. That is what our flesh desired. Just like some people's flesh desire alcohol. Some people's flesh desire nicotine. Some people's flesh desire fornication. Or some people get, you know, love the idea of cheating on their wives or their husbands. Some people, you know, love to go and do drugs. It's an, it's, it's like an addiction, but it's not. Well, because too, the thing is, is why would I choose to live when I'm going to be berated all the time? Well, there's that direction. And why would we choose when we know that we're going to be condemned? Mm-hmm. But that's also like, you know, with alcohol, why do we choose to continue to do this whenever we know it's, it's bad? We know it's not right. But the difference between this, and I really want to put this out there, especially for the com- com- Christian community, is we we heard that a lot. You chose to be gay. It's a choice. It's a choice. Yes and no. Yes, it is a choice, but it's not a choice of these fleshly feelings. We didn't wake up and just decide to be gay. We We woke up and we had these fleshly feelings that we didn't want. We knew we would be condemned for, and we knew that it was bad. Just like you don't wake up saying, you know what? I'm going to be an alcoholic today. I'm going to drink myself, you know, and to pointless, or I'm going to go, I'm going to get up and do heroin, even though I've never done heroin before. Well, it's even the aspect of like, whenever I was in high school, I knew, mm-hmm. and I would try to have boyfriends and I would have, try to have these connection with these boys and it, and it wouldn't, it, there was nothing. We, there's the difference that I really want to make here. When we're talking about people of the LGBTQ community, and this one's really going out there for Christians, we compare it to addiction, right? You know, porn addiction, drug addiction, you you know. Mm -hmm. The difference is, is that people who have addictions to drugs, alcohol, fornicating, whatever, that is a vice. That is a problem. Most of them hide it. Most people don't want to talk about it. They don't want people to know. The community has taken that and it has made them their identity. Yes. So you're not coming at them and saying, you know, your vice is bad. You're saying their identity is wrong. Yeah. And that's the difference. They do not see it as a vice. And we did not see it as a vice. Why would God, you know, Louise to say, well, well, we're just loving. We're not hurting anybody. We're not trying to hurt anybody. We're not doing drugs and killing our bodies. We're just loving somebody. It's an identity. We made homosexuality our identity. Our identity was being gay, being Mm. lesbians. And for like with me, whenever, you know, God redeemed us, it was it was my identity. Mm-hmm. What was my struggle after we came out? Having an identity crisis. <laughs> Having a complete identity crisis. And yes, I knew that I had God and I had I had Yeshua, but how to change who you were. Who you were. It wasn't just something you had to give up. It wasn't no. just like drinking. It wasn't smoking. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to make addictions very, you know, I'm not trying to belittle that because that's also extremely hard to do. Yes. Um, you know, we're talking about addiction to alcohol and 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 nicotine or, you know, whatever that may be, it's still very hard. But a lot of people don't say, you know, 
hi, I'm, you know, Danielle and I'm a, I'm, I'm an alcoholic, you know, and proud of it. And they're walking around with alcoholic t-shirts and alcoholic <laughs> feeling flags. Unless People they're going to Oktoberfest. True that, that makes it a little different, but that's not the point. That's not their whole identity. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's what homosexuals and, and, you know, people of transgender, non-binary people, it is their identity. So as Christians, we have to understand that when we're speaking to them, we need to tell them the truth because identity is found in Christ alone. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's the truth. Yes. Right. So, but we have to understand that we're not coming at them about a vice. We're coming at them as who they are, who they believe they are. Mm-hmm. So they're going to fight back because you're, you know, they believe and we believed that you're trying to say we're not who we feel and feelings, our feelings are not valid and that you're not listening to us. And there's this, there's this pushback, right? Because I've most, you know, most people just come at you with the truth, hard, hard, bang, bang. And you're like, you're going to hell. You don't listen. You're not reading your Bible. You need to read scripture. You're doing this wrong. And that's where we're getting back on that balance beam. And we're having to ask the Holy spirit to guide us because Christ did not go and condemn. He went and he told truth, but with love and grace. And he, I believe also that Christ was probably very good at saying exactly what he needed to say in that moment. I believe in the Bible, it's in Nathaniel, and it's also in the chosen. I love that part. You know, when he was like, I saw you under the fig tree. Yeah. I heard you. He knew that in that moment, that is what Nathaniel needed to hear. Mm-hmm. And I, I could be wrong on that, but I think it was Nathaniel. And so I feel that Christ calls us to look towards him, pick up our cross, understand that none of us are perfect, that we all sin and no sin is greater than the other and that we all fall short of the glory of God. And once we know that and we humble ourselves to that point then speaking to another sinner, we have to understand where that person's coming from. We have to put ourselves in their shoes and think, okay, what do God, what do they need to hear? Do they need them to, do I need to be, you know, guide me to say something more aggressively? Should I be, maybe that's what that person needs. That's what that, <laughs> they want or that's what they have to have. Well, two, or, letting people see your identity in Christ. True. Like letting God's light shine through you to the point to where they can see it because God is light. Yes, Satan is darkness, but when you come at somebody with truth and with love, no matter how you need to speak to them, they're going to see that light within you. And that itself can be in its own testimony. Exactly, because they want to be like, how are you like that? Mm -hmm. I want to feel like that. I want to be like that. And I think and I, I pray I pray that people can truly see the difference in me and you, you know, me and Beck, that whenever we gave our lives back to God and when, when we asked for redemption and, you know, or what well, God came to us and was redeemed us, you know, that people could see the difference in us, that people could see our light. And, you know, we're not perfect by any means. We are not perfect. And not I do not want to get on in this podcast and say that, you know, I'm that perfect Christian girl who gets up at five in the morning, <laughs> goes to the gym, reads her Bible. Like I, we struggle, yes. we struggle and I like to sleep. <laughs> yes. Amen. <laughs> so I am not perfect, but what my point here is, is that we really need to continuously die to self. We need to put our flesh aside put our pride aside, Mm. get rid of that pride, pick up our cross and follow Christ. Yeah. 
he is he is the messiah he is the one that came down to save us Mm -hmm. sacrificed himself so that our old self could die instead of us physically having to die when my favorite scripture i can't remember what this is out of all i can see is the picture it's uh when the fornicating woman and jesus was writing in the sand mm-hmm. and he was talking to those gentlemen who were about to stone her mm-hmm. and he he said to them he said he who is without sin cast was, first stone exactly and I, I i literally think about that all the time not like constantly but when talking yeah. about this subject because who can say that they haven't no one and if no sin is greater than another then the person who is homosexual and living a homosexual life is no better than the little white lie that you told to your friend down the street about if you liked her fruitcake or not (laughs) there (laughs) there is no difference when you lie a lie is a lie a sin is a sin and when we can all humble ourselves in saying that none of us are perfect not one Mm -mm. Only Christ was the only human on this planet who never sinned. And he was the perfect sacrifice. And the perfect example. And right. And yet he still gave his life for us so that we could have eternal life. We don't deserve this. No. We do not deserve it. And, you know, getting back into the scripture, um, we really don't deserve it. And he is just a good and wonderful God. And (laughs) there is more scripture that talks about homosexuality. And I want to get into it before we start rabbit trailing onto something else because I'm really good at doing that. Um, but the, the the next verse that I wanted to talk about, um, this one I had to dig deep on. And I God really led me down this road to figuring out what this meant because there's so many different translations here. And it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. And it says, Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom? Do not be deceived. No sexually immoral people, idolaters, adulterers, or males who have sex with males, no thieves, greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers will inherit God's kingdom. Now, talking about the section that says, or males who have sex with males, um, a lot of other translations obviously, obviously use the word homosexuality, and this was the argument that me and Becca used to make all the time. Well, <laughs> That wasn't even a word until like the 1800s. And how did they translate? How did they translate that? that if there was no word for homosexuality? Well, God was like, um, I'm not crazy. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and so we sat there and we were like, okay, well, let's go, let's dig deeper into this. And so I, I dissected this verse. And of course, I go back to the King James Version. That's the oldest translation that we have in English. Yeah. And in the KJV Version, verses 9 and 10 say, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, no no infamous, nor abusers of themselves with mankind will Hmm. enter the kingdom of God. And I said, okay, so what does nor abusers of themselves with mankind mean? I, I didn't understand that part specifically. And so I went into the Strong's Concordance. And I wanted to know what that meant in Greek. What was the word for that? Well, in Greek, it's actually one word, and I'm probably going to butcher, butcher this, but it's arsenokites, <laughs> A-R-S-E-N-O-K-O-I-T, fancy E and S. I don't know. I don't know the the little the little squiggly squiggly above it, but arsenokites, arsenokites, 
And once that word is literally translated, it, it does mean, you know, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, but it also means a sodomite. This was a word that was also used to describe sodomites. And for those who don't know, we're talking about, you know, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And they were very sexually immoral people. Um, there was a lot of homosexuality within the, you know, within that city, which is why God, you know, ended up burning it to the ground. And so we're talking about a sodomite. Well, when we're literally talking about sodomite, we're talking about sodomy. It's yeah. where that word comes from, um, which sodomy, for those who don't know, means sexual intercourse involving anal or oral copulation. And not to get graphic here, but that is how all homosexuals have sex. Yes. That is, that is, you know, a man and a man cannot have sexual intercourse without it involving mostly anal mm -hmm. or if we're talking, you know, lesbians. females, lesbians, most of it is also the same way or oral. Yeah. And so when you're digging that deep, I don't think it can really get much clearer what God was trying to say here. No. And like, even when you brought this to me after you did your, you know, your, your, your Nancy Drew research my on dissecting. it, I was just like, mind blown. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, like we thought we knew, we thought we knew but, <laughs> we were wrong, you know, but even still now, like in, in the beginning, you know, we would go through these scriptures and we were like, up, oh, there's one up, oh, there's one up, oh, there's mm -hmm. one. But then going deeper into it and looking up the Greek translation, looking up the, the strong coordinates, looking up the Hebrew, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. What do they say about God's word? It is never changing. changing. It, it is, is always the same. God is the same as yesterday, today, and he will be forever. He will. Ne he is a never changing. He doesn't change. And God the, does not change. And that's the thing. His Bible doesn't change because it is a living love letter from, from him. God. Like this is, and when we're sitting here thinking about it, guys, like I don't, I don't think we truly understand this. When we were listening to Rabbi Ben talk about this the other day, how we can, you know, you want to hear from God. People are like, God, just speak to me. I just want to hear you. I want to hear your voice. I don't know how much more literal we can get when we're saying, okay, God, like we're talking about like the Torah, right? The, mm -hmm. you know, the original five books, right? We're talking about God himself speaking to Moses and then Moses wrote it down, what he said, you know, mm -hmm. and he, he, he talked about it. He was like, you know, he was told Moses to write these things down. I'm going to tell you what to write. They don't look at me. <laughs> just, just write. And so that's what Moses did. He wrote down what he literally heard from God. I don't know how much closer you can get to listening to what God says. And then we're talking about, you know, the new Testament and what, you know, the gospels wrote about what Christ himself said. Yep. And these people who wrote these books of the new Testament spoke to Jesus, mm -hmm. the living fleshly form of God, yep. you know, God made flesh. He was right there. And he wrote, he said these things. <laughs> and I'm like, how much more do you, I mean, you want to hear from God? He's told you. Well, and the thing is, he's wrote. is too, you know, I think that we, whenever, especially whenever we were in that lifestyle, we had a way of contorting. Mm -hmm. We had a way of changing it in, in our mindset, on our, in our mindset, because you think we had blinders on. Mm -hmm. So devil's just sitting here going, oh, we're just going to do this. We're going to well, switch. You know, this the around. best lie has a little bit of truth in it. Exactly. And that's kind of what he does. He <laughs> takes it and he's like, yeah, I know what that says, but let me tell you how it's actually not right. Exactly. And let me twist it for you. And 
that's that's what I I am so adamant and I, you can I can blame my papa for this because he was very adamant on learning the Greek and Hebrew and understanding what it means and knowing what the true translations of these words are. And, you know, I was raised in the King James Version of the Bible, and I still will always go to that when it comes to translations. I do like to read other translations, not all of them, but the ones that I feel that I can trust and that the Holy Spirit leads me to, to read. And I feel that I can trust those because, you know, I want I want to be able to read other interpretations. When you, when you read other interpretations, sometimes the Holy Spirit, I know for me personally, will open up my eyes to something that I didn't understand in maybe another translation. Yeah. And I will still, if I feel a question about it, like I did with this verse in particular, I wanted to know what that meant. And when I, you know, obviously it says in, in you know, verse nine of first Corinthians chapter six it says, or males who have sex with males. But in the King James version, it says, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Going back to the Greek, you know, there's, there's steps and it brings it all around. And eventually yeah. it came full circle to males who have sex with males, you well, know, then, and then it's the, wrong. The thing too is, is if you think about it, so you started off with the KJV and then got to the, the CJB, sorry, yeah. <laughs> went to the KJV. If you still look up those translations, they're still going to be somewhat similar. Yeah. And I mean, we do have to be careful. There we are do. translations who... You know, you have to pray about it. I'm not going to tell you which translations to read. I like reading the CJB. I also like reading the Tree of Life version. Mm -hmm. And I like reading the Christian Standard Bible, the English Standard, and the KJV. Those are kind of the ones that I like to bounce around in. But I, I like to make sure that the verses match up to a degree. I like to go into the Greek and the Hebrew. And I'm currently trying to learn biblical Hebrew. Y'all pray for me. That's It's been really tough. <laughs> but I'm trying to learn biblical Hebrew so that I can read it and understand it and really get down in the nitty gritty of what was actually written, what was actually said. Mm -hmm. You know, because I want to know as close as possible. But I also want to be able to understand it and let the Holy Spirit guide me. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's a difference between just reading the Bible and asking the Holy Spirit to guide you and direct you on what you're supposed to say, what you're supposed to read, what you're supposed to do. That's where you have to die to self, pick up that cross, follow Christ, keep your eyes on him, mm -hmm. and God will guide you. And, you know, some days are easier than others. Some days you feel like you're just sitting in silence and nothing's happening. <laughs> and it gets hard, yeah. you know, and the devil really tries to fight people in those moments and say, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't understand. You well, know? I know, especially for me, you know, getting back into my word, especially whenever we were divulging with um, homosexuality within scripture, like there would be times where I would just be sitting there and I'd be thinking about it. And I could I could hear these little things like, well, you you already know. You yeah. already, you already saw the truth. I mean, just think, you know, two months ago, three months ago. And that's when I would have to be like, stop. This is God's living word. And it was it like is, Satan talking to you in those like, moments. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, this is God's living word. He's mm -hmm. never changing. Mm -hmm. He is always the same. He's the same today as he is yesterday and tomorrow. This mm -hmm. is what his scripture says. You know, and, and the thing is, is about Satan, whenever he tries to come in and talk to you like that, he knows the Bible. Mm -hmm. He knows how to manipulate it into into you. Like, oh, he's very aware of what the Bible says. You know, and that's where we kind of, sorry, rabbit no. trail. <laughs> no, you're good, but it's true. That's where Satan used to fight us the most when we were living in sin, and we thought we knew. We thought we we thought we knew everything. We we're like, we grew up in church. We know the Bible says this, and <laughs> we find that one verse, and we're like, oh, and and you can go out on Google. 
and oh my gosh, Google, Google is the worst. You can find every single type of excuse. There are books written about gay Christians. There are priests or, you know, priests and priestess. There's, there's women and men, gay men who are running churches now. And it's a lot. It's a Mm -hmm. lot. And Satan has done his best and he's been, you know, he's been running rampant, especially within the community. And, but as Christians, you know, as, as followers of Christ and as us as Messianics, we really, really want to do our best to live by example, mm-hmm. love, yes, and to walk on that balance beam the best we can so that we can be an example to those who are lost. Yes. And it, it's, you know, we get frustrated, especially a lot of parents with children who are going through what we went through. You want to shake them and you want to bang their head up against the wall and be like, what is wrong with you? I've taught you better. Like, and, and you you've, know, seen the, you've seen the truth. You know the truth. You know the word. But, you know, as Christian parents, I, I know because my, my mom definitely told me a lot about this once we were redeemed and, you know, we finally got to talking. Like, I know that there's there's two knee dents in her closet because all she did was pray for me and pray for me. And I know the one thing that she personally said was once she handed me completely over to God, once she said, okay, God, I trust you. That's when God finally started to do the work. That's when at that around that same time is when we started to really start to change our lives. Mm -hmm. And within one of those days, God was just like, bam, Bam. done. (laughs) All right. You ready? (laughs) God does listen to our prayers and, you know, it's, I know it's harder and it's easier said than done, especially for parents who have children going through this. And I know your mom too struggled a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we want to be encouragement to people out there who do may have children or who have friends or other family members who are living a homosexual lifestyle that, you know, it, it takes patience, it takes love and it takes grace and it takes knowing who our God is. And how powerful our God is. Well, in planting that seed and letting God sprout that seed. Yep. Don't keep going at it and at it. Pray for them. Mm-hmm. Intercede for them. Absolutely. And I like to use the example, you know, if you go out to a garden and you plant a seed. So you plant a tulip bulb or plant a seed for a plant. Okay. If you continuously go out there and you dig up that seed to check and see if there's any roots growing. And you're like, oh, there's no roots. And you cover it back up. You go back out there the next day. Oh, you dig it back up and you look and there's no roots. You put it back in there. Well, all you're doing is, for one, it's never going to root because you keep pulling it out of the ground. <laughs> and if there is roots, you're making them fragile and you're putting them out into, you know, you're, you're messing with it. Yeah. You have to leave it alone. It, there, You have to let it grow and trust God to give it the sunshine, give it the, you know, give it the light, give it the soil, let it rain, let it water. God is more than capable of taking your child or your family member who's going through that and handling it. It does not mean that you were supposed to completely accept it and, you know, let it, you know, run, but don't, you know, there's a fine line between saying, okay, I love you, but I'm not going to accept your lifestyle. That is not what I believe in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being like, okay, you know how I feel. I don't want it in my house. I don't want it in front of my younger children. You have to stand firm in your faith. You should not let that go. You should not just be okay and let it run rampant within your own home. No, but at like this... with my with my mom, with my brothers that both have a genetic disorder, you know, she didn't want them because of their mindset. She didn't want them to be exposed to that. Right. And truly, 
when I was in that lifestyle, I didn't understand what she was talking about. Mm -hmm. But now being on the other end of it and God redeeming us and bringing out of it, bringing us out of it, I can see absolutely where she would be worried, where she would mm -hmm. be concerned because of their mindset is so fragile that if they something like is children, yes, for those who don't know, they have a mindset of, of children. Yes. So, and that goes for, you know, your guys' kids, you know, mm -hmm. having it in front of their face all the time or letting someone you love flaunt it in front of the, their face all the time, that that opens up the for the devil to come in. Yep. And you have to walk that balance beam. Yes. It's not easy. No. It's not easy. And I know both of our parents struggled with it. <laughs> even even us who have been in the community, who have been on both sides, you yeah. think it would be easy. It's not. You know, it's really not like how, how do we show them love, but without being aggressive and without offending them and also without losing our firmness and our faith. Like it's, it's a balance. And one thing that me and Becca talk about constantly is God with each and every individual that we encounter that we are supposed to witness to help us to walk the balance beam, mm -hmm. help us to stay on that straight and narrow path that you want us to be on. And you give me the words to say, don't just make, don't, don't let me just throw my knowledge at somebody. I want you to specifically speak the words out of my mouth and say what we're supposed to say. Well, and that just reminds me of uh, Rabbi Ben, mm -hmm. whenever I think we do the Mato Vu. Oh yeah. Is it the Mato uh -huh. Vu? Yeah. When, um, Balaam, Balaam, mm -hmm. yes. Balaam goes up and he is told to, to speak curses across to Israel mm -hmm. and he goes to ask, you know, God, you know, if that's okay, for should him, we do it? Should we do it? Mm -hmm. And God tells him no. And then he goes back again and God tells him, you are only able to speak what I tell you to. Mm -hmm. And Balaam ends up blessing Israel. Yep. And, and he goes up there and he does all these things because he's about to, you know, curse, you know, Israel. And, but he told them, he told the king, he was like, I'm not, I'm only going to speak what God tells me to speak. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he ends up speaking the Matovu, which is nothing but blessings over Israel. And it's, it's crazy that, you know, we have to think, okay, well, God speaking through me, it, you have to let the Holy Spirit guide you. Mm -hmm. You'll know, you'll know. And when I've talked, I've talked to a few individuals who, you know, have, have been struggling with this. And sometimes I'm like, God, I don't know what to say. Like, what am I supposed to say? I don't want to upset them. Like, what am I supposed to do? I have to ask for the Holy Spirit to guide me. And I even will take a moment to pause and I will say what I need to say, or, you know, God will give me the words. Or sometimes I, you know, it's just a prayer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just like, okay, well, I'm going to pray for you. Like, it's whatever that person in that moment may need. Maybe they didn't need me to hear them preaching at them. Yeah. Maybe they just needed to know that somebody's praying for them and then God will sow the rest. Mm -hmm. Every person is different. Every, every time we speak to somebody, it's different. Yes. But, you know, we have to remember that, you know, God also said in Romans 12 too, you know, to not let yourselves be formed standard, to the standards of the world. And let your mind be transformed by the, or the, uh, let yourselves be transformed by the renewing of your minds um, so that you will know what God wants and will agree that what he wants is good, sat uh, satisfying, and able to succeed. God wants us to be transformed. Mm -hmm. You know, he wants us to know that by the renewing of our minds, the more we focused on Yeshua, the more we're going to be like him. Yes. 
So whether that be homosexual, whether that be, you know, talking to people, it doesn't matter what your sin is. Every single day, we need to be picking up our cross, not conforming to the world, and letting ourselves be transformed by the renewing of our minds, continuously staying in scripture, continuously Mm -hmm. staying on our knees praying. We constantly have to remember that when we keep our eyes on God, the Holy Spirit's going to do the rest. And it's not an easy thing to do, but we need to. In order for us to be more Christ-like, we have to continue to keep our eyes on Him. Yes, absolutely. But anywho, I mean, this has been a big topic. (laughs) And I know this is already really long, but this is something that we had really been praying about and that we really wanted to share our piece about it because it's a question we've gotten a lot. You know, and, and helping people to figure out a way to best talk to those people mm-hmm. come come to them with listening hear yeah. what they have to say stand firm in your faith but tell the truth how jesus would tell the truth to the sinners he walks upon yeah exactly and who he came across he, exactly it, it takes a lot it takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of you know, patience <laughs> and it takes a lot of prayer and a lot of Holy Spirit. Yes. Amen <laughs> but, to that. But once we realize and humble ourselves to saying, you know what, we are no better than them. We are no better than them. We are continuously sinners. But the difference is, is that we have Jesus in our hearts and that we want to live like him. And these people don't understand that type of love. And the only way that we can spread love is by showing the love of Christ. That's what true love really is. Yes. And we have to show, you know, people who are, you know, living in sin that that's what they want. A lot of people in the community are trying to fill a hole. Yep. Trying they're to fill tr- a they're void. They're trying to fill a hole that's just Jesus shaped. Yep. And nobody can do it except Jesus himself. Well, and the thing too is, is, you know, they have this big hole and from how others have come at them about Jesus, they've blocked their hearts off to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So like the Israelites in the in the um, Old Testaments, their hearts have become hardened. Mm-hmm. And we need to be like Christ, and mm-hmm. we need to break those hardened hearts so that way Christ can come in Exactly. We, we have to physically show them what the love of mm-hmm. Christ is. You can't just say, Jesus is good. He's the greatest. He like, loves you. He loves you. Like you can't just yell it. You can't just force it on them. You mm-hmm. know, we have to be examples. And that may not be one encounter. Yeah. You know, some people, if especially it's a family member, you have to continuously, 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 continuously. I all I can think about is my mom. I know. <laughs> You're poor, your mom, poor mom, um, and mine. <laughs> but you have to continuously show them that love. And it takes patience, it takes kindness, and it takes resilience. Yes. But the more we lean into Christ, the stronger we become and the more that we can endure it. But I, I really hope this has been helpful to everybody. You know, I, I know we're long-winded in this one, but it, it's really important to us. It is. And we'll probably do more episodes on this, and we'll probably dig, dive into even more scripture. But I hope this is at least a starting point for a lot of people. And that, of course, if you, if you, if you guys have any kind of requests or questions or experiences or you don't know how to handle something, 
email us. You know, we have an email or you can go on Facebook and Instagram and you can per personally message us there. Um, both me and Becca have access to that account. So you can talk to us no matter who, you know, you want to speak with or if you want to speak with both of us. But if you want to send us an email, it's hbdpodcast.contact at gmail.com. And you can email us with any questions that you have. I, I know that since we've come out and since we started going into a Messianic synagogue, so many people have had questions. Yes. And so many people wanted to know our perspective on this. And, you know, we, we also wanted to help those who may not know exactly what the word says about homosexuality. And we're going to have the scriptures that we're, we're talking about um, below on this episode so that y'all have reference to it. But um, absolutely, I, I think it's time to say a prayer and we can pray over everybody and hopefully we'll, you know, we'll, we're going to get the Holy Spirit rolling. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> All right. If y'all bow your heads with me. Father God, we come to you tonight, Lord, as humbly as we know how. And any sin that we've committed, Lord, that could hinder this prayer, we ask for forgiveness in the name of Yeshua. We ask you to wash our robes white as snow, Father God, in his blood. And Lord, we ask for the Holy Spirit to come with us, God. As we experience anything or experience anyone who may be struggling with homosexuality, God, help us and guide us and direct us in what to say, how to say it, Lord. Whether there's words that don't need to be you know, said or need to be said, whether there's actions that need to happen or don't need to happen, guide us, Lord. Give us patience. Be a, help us to be slow to anger. Help us to speak with calmness, Lord. Help us to be gentle. Help us to be Christ-like. Lord, as we pick up our cross and we die to flesh, help us to be the people you want us to be. Help, help us and show us the way, God. Help us to balance on our balance beam as we try to make that bridge between the community of the LGBTQ and the Christian church, Father. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for, for blessing us so abundantly, God, that we are able to come to you into your throne room, Lord. Though we are not perfect, though we sin daily, we thank you so much for guiding us and directing us every day and listening to our prayers and hearing us. And thank you for being the same God yesterday, today, and forever. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. If you've made it this far of the episode, thank you. I know that was <laughs> long-winded, but we appreciate it. And we're going to upload this tonight. And our next episode should be Tuesday. It's going to yes. be after Christmas. Um, keep a lookout on our Instagram and our Facebook pa pages. We'll let you know if we have any delays again or if we have any other issues uploading. But follow us. Share this podcast. Share it with you on, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook. Share it so that we can spread the word of Jesus and, and God. And thank you so much for listening. But we hope everybody has a great night. All right. <laughs> Shalom. Shalom. Thank you.